Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 140 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And my very special guest today is Rayanne Lacatina. And she's a holistic business coach. And I'm very excited for this conversation because if you've been listening to our Wealthy Women series, which was a live series of the Mind-Body-Business Connection I did on this podcast, and if you missed, go back to episode 133 uh, for the beginning of the series replay. But in that series, we really talked about Embody the Wealthy Woman and really looking at the connection between your body, your mind, and your business. So I invited Rayanne to the podcast so we could expand on that wonderful conversation. And we really focus on looking at how can we look at the pain points in your life and then see how would you have handled it in a business setting and vice versa. Because the moment that you learn to look for clues and the areas of life that you have mastered that are working for you, it becomes a lot easier because you have evidence. So then we can apply it to health and wellness, relationships, whatever it is that you've been struggling with. We also looked at the concept of accepting your wholeness, which is such a beautiful and interesting perspective that she has shared. I'm really excited for that piece, as well as talking about balance. And we hear so much about this 50-50 working life balance. And both her and myself have a fairly different take on what balance looks like. So I'm really interested to see how do you resonate with that. And we would love to hear your thoughts on social media if you want to tag me at naturally.joyous or send me a DM with your perspective on the topic. But without any further ado, let me introduce you to Rayanne. Rayanne Lacatina is a holistic certified professional business coach, licensed restroom mental health practitioner, and Reiki master with over a decade of experience in the holistic business coaching field and beyond. She helps experienced entrepreneurs and small business owners achieve their wildest dreams in their business while living their happiest, healthiest, and wealthiest lives possible. She's also the mother of three small children under five who are her why and help her understand and live the principles that she teaches more deeply every day. Here is Rayanne. Hello, Rayanne. Welcome to the show. I am so pleased to have you on today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. This means a lot to be on your show today. Oh, thank you. And it's a pleasure. And I'm very excited about this conversation. I know it's going to be very juicy and full of magic. (laughs) So before we dive in, I always like to ask our guests to share from your perspective, what does confidence mean to you? That's such a great question. And I love that you start with that Mm -hmm. question on each of your podcast episodes. Yeah. So confidence to me is the belief in self and the trust in self and the willingness to bring that to the world, uh, to not hide or to um, 
not be yourself in front of the world, that's really what confidence means to me. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I know there's such a crave nowadays for authenticity, right? I think, you know, even in business and a lot of we're going to be talking, you know, in that kind of like realm today for sure. And I think it's very much like people crave what we're also seeking. And I think it is like, there's a bit of an awakening. If I don't know if you agree nowadays on the business yeah. community, right? Especially the female entrepreneurial community yes. to really start showing up. And confidence is one of those things that, um, means so many different things for different people, right? So I really, mm -hmm. I love your perspective of it, of not hiding, you know, once mm -hmm. you are in that place of power, right? That confidence leads us. So thank you. I, yeah. I always love to hearing the different angles, you know, that different people interpret that word. Yeah. Yeah. And so to get us started, because I really want to focus, I've been talking a lot more about the mind-body business connection from the health standpoint. Right. And I love that you look at it also from the business standpoint. And one mm -hmm. of the things that you've mentioned before is how you believe that everything is very holistically connected. How we do one thing is how we do all things. So talk to us about that. And how do you see business holistically connected to how we do life and how we show up in the world? Yeah, I really believe uh, when I'm teaching my business owners and entrepreneurs about the holistic principles in business, is that we're, it's really just the same experience. We're just one human being having many, many different experiences across the board, financially, emotionally, relationally, when it comes to our, our bodies, our minds, our spirits. And so if we're struggling with something in our business, we're struggling with something in our life, instead of treating it as a problem, we can use it to understand and inform some of the areas that are going better and going worse yes. and really learn from those experiences. And so first we just have to accept that we are a whole person. That's the first piece is yeah. that it's not these parts of ourselves and we're failing in one area or failing in another area, but that we can really learn from these different moving parts of our lives. And when we can do that and be have compassion for ourselves mm -hmm. and be kind to ourselves, but also get curious in our lives and our business, we can start to uh, develop a bunch of clues about what's working and what's not working in business yeah. and in life. Mm, that's very interesting. And when it comes to looking at the wholeness of who we are, like you just mentioned, what do you think has either created or latched this concept of separation that so many humans, I think, believe that all those pieces are separate? Like yeah. from your perspective, what is maybe that origin of the separation? Yeah, I think that part of it for female entrepreneurs and business owners often is just the tendency to be really hard on ourselves. Yes. Um, that internal dialogue that we have to be perfect, that perfection mm -hmm. is even something that exists, frankly, mm -hmm. and that if we're not doing it all right and holding all of these plates in the air, then we're failing our families or our, our coworkers or our clients, um, that it's it's really more of a scale, maybe like an even yeah. experience that if you aren't doing it perfectly 50-50 all of the time, then you're wrong and you you're you're doing badly at everything. Mm -hmm. And so when we when we really recognize that that's not the case and we can start to integrate instead of treat ourselves as, you know, this part over here I'm doing badly at because I'm doing well over here. Um so it's really about integration instead of that separation that you referenced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. And I was going to ask you this later, but I'll, I'll bring it out and I'll circle back. But the whole concept of balance, right? So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, I have a very, I'd say, contrarian perspective 
on balance. So before I share that, I would love to hear from you, like, how do you see balance? You mentioned like not being the 50-50. How, what is it for you, first of all, balancing life and career? Uh, yeah, I, I think that there, balance is not attainable and it's not even necessary, frankly, yeah. to try to achieve that balance. Um, to, that's part of why we end up feeling like we're failing, if I were yes. to use air quotes right yes. now, <laughs> because it's really just not attainable. That instead, we're looking at all of the, the, again, the relational, emotional, spiritual, financial, business. Um, our physical, our mind, our body, our spirit, all of the different things. And we're trying to create a harmony about it. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes in our lives, one area just needs more attention than the other. Yeah. And that sometimes we're leaning into one area, it'll actually make another area thrive. And then if we pay attention to those areas that feel like they require some attention, then we can really settle into space that is created that allows for that thriving in that one particular area or another. And so again, it's, it's not about making it a problem. It's about embracing the beauty that can come from all of the dance that happens in life business. That's beautifully said. Well, I don't believe the balance, the way that it's so to us, the, you know, work life balance. I actually don't think it's a thing very much like you said. And it's very much, I think it's a very counterproductive way of thinking because we're trying to like one of the analogies I make is that I feel, you know, imagine that you are this like heart shaped cookie and balance is trying to fit you into a star shaped cookie cutter, (laughs) you know, like it's going to fit most of it, but you're going to sneak some pieces out. Right. And I feel that anytime we pressure ourselves to act or behave in a way that's not intrinsically authentic to our blueprint, we just deplete ourselves in our energy. So I think of capacity more than balance in, in what I do. And we always have capacity to do the things we love and doing things that we have to, that we need to, that we should deplete our capacity, right? Uh, my work-life balance is very different every day. And I do prioritize things different than many people that I even work with. And nobody's right or wrong, right? So I just feel that there's such a, almost like a myth out there <laughs> of what balance looks like and sure. the eight hours. And us that are entrepreneurs that have come from the corporate world, we almost have this ingrained in our DNA. I, I'm in other business masterminds and you know some of my mastermind buddies that are previous corporate women, they still have this five o'clock, there's something that goes on in their minds and they yeah. feel that's the end of the day, which right. so do you find that from the clients that you work with, do they come maybe from that corporate background prior and they have some of those, I would say old school way of thinking of balance before or not so much? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I definitely will have um, employees who are coming into the entrepreneurial setting mm-hmm. and then they will often bring that conditioning from the employee yes. world into the entrepreneurial world. And so they'll end up either trading a nine, a nine to five employee role for a nine to five business role yes. or they'll step into this other thing, which is I have a nine to five business role and I turn it into a 24 seven business role <laughs> yes, yes. and I just never stop working. And so I, <laughs> I see both of those patterns, but you're right. It's, it's different for different people. They need different things in different seasons of their lives. Yes. And so learning, I love how you said the, that blueprint inside of us. It's really about getting quiet and listening to what we need as human beings and not vilifying it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also recognizing that we are going to have conditioning 
from Absolutely. Yes, our, our prior, prior, prior employment or prior business experiences. I'll have some business owners who are born, you know, true blue entrepreneurs, never, ever <laughs> wanted to work for someone and always knew that, but maybe they had a few failed businesses. And so they'll bring the conditioning in for failure and thinking that there's, there's some fear there where I have to work really, 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 really hard and grind myself into the ground because if I don't, I'm going to fail again. And so, yeah, yeah our experiences right back to our childhood, mm -hmm. um, all the way back to the beginning will, will inform how we're engaging for sure. Absolutely. And something you said earlier that I did want to circle back it has really been like you mentioned it a couple of times in terms of not looking at something as a problem, right? And part of what I teach in the health space, which I think there's so much alignment in, in our messaging and see in yeah. views of the world, I actually encourage women to look at every problem, again, air quotations here for the listeners, <laughs> as a solution to the perfect next step in your mission. And it is only a problem because we are comparing to maybe preferences or past experiences, right? But in the present yes. moment, I actually don't believe anything is a problem. Everything's an opportunity. And sometimes they're wrapped in newspaper, not in a beautiful gift wrapping, <laughs> right? You have to get your hands dirty, unwrap, and then see, oh, this is actually pretty good. Have you ever heard that your health is your wealth? If you're like me, a purpose-driven woman that loves what you do, you probably prioritize helping and serving others, often at the expense of your health. My mission is to help women over 40 to redefine midlife so they can love what they see in the mirror, feel amazing in their own skin, and make a lasting impact in the world. If you resonate, I would love to invite you to my exclusive three-part series called The Wealthy Woman. Come join me to explore ways to connect to the version of you that feels well-resourced, emotionally wealthy, grateful, and at peace with your body and your health. By joining me for the Wealthy Woman series, we will explore the mind-body-business connection and I will show you how your emotions impact your body, which in turn reflect on how you show up and live your mark on this world. I believe your wellness journey is part of your legacy. And in the Wealthy Woman series, I will show you how you can start to embody your wealthy woman. To gain immediate access, simply go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash confidence or click the link in the show notes. Um, but when it comes to what you just said, I think it's really important. I don't want to bring it back to it because say somebody is coming into, say, the entrepreneurial world, or maybe still in corporate and very busy and so on, and they want to change and integrate their lives, like you said, but they keep seeing failures. How do you help them not so much overcome, but sort of shift that mentality that there's no real failures in life. We either learn or we grow, but either way, we're moving forward. Like how, what is your perspective on that topic of failures? Well, you, so the how around it um, is really is really where the magic happens in the work of the business coaching. Um, I come to business coaching first as a mental health therapist mm -hmm. and also yeah. as a Reiki master, which speaks to the different modalities that create a holistic pic picture. Yes. And so the how-to becomes uh, really addressing that there's a set of thoughts or beliefs or as you said so beautifully, preferences mm -hmm. or expectations that are creating 
the belief that you're that you're failing or right. that that it's a problem. And so we we really start to first become aware of the patterns in our behavior and our thoughts and our emotions and our bodies. Again, the holistic picture yeah. of how these patterns are showing up for us. And then once we become aware of them, we learn a series of tools, both inside our physical form, our mental form, our emotional form to overcome them, clear them, move through them. And so there's real concrete internal work that happens in this in this version of business coaching, mm -hmm. because it is not just about the strategy. It's important to pay attention to strategy. We want to pay yeah. attention to, you know, marketing and analytics and numbers and you know, the revenue, the inflow, the outflow, all of those more masculine versions of business, we do pay attention to that. And we also pay attention to the feminine side, which is the soft side of, of leadership and leading your life and leading business, which is it's, it's usually stemming from an internal system of belief, yeah. reference, thought, feeling. So we yeah. really want to look at how we can um, uncouple those and create new experiences and new patterns and new behaviors and be gentle with ourselves as we're learning it. Mm -hmm. Sort of the how. Um, and, and I agree. I believe that when it comes to failure and problems, if we could just shift into being curious about it, yeah. because really those fears, those doubts, those worries, those problems, those failures, they're just informants. They're just telling us yes. about ourselves and about our world and about what we've been through. And they're just trying to get our attention. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just trying to tell us something. So if we get quiet and listen, we'll learn from them and we can yeah. grow with them and we can shift them into something new and usually quite successful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Totally aligned with that. And I see like health symptoms the same way as well. The sure. body's communication mechanism, right? Anywhere from mental health to physical ailments to, you know, all everything in between. And one of the things that you mentioned briefly earlier, and it makes me think of it again, is the whole sense of compassion and really looking at the practice of self-compassion, which I think for a lot of women, it's much easier for us to be compassionate towards others, right? Than self. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure you've probably seen that too when you were in the mental health space. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like what does self-compassion mean to you and how how does it fit into whole business perspective? What a great question. So self-compassion, what does that mean to me? The It's the practice, the art of directing that love that we feel for others, that that care for others inward and taking the time to be as kind to others as women often. This is not mm -hmm. exclusive to women, of course. I have yes. a lot of men that I work with that don't <laughs> feel the same way. <laughs> Learning how to direct that loving kindness internally as well and to greet whatever's going on, whether it's perceived positive or negative, with kindness and love and gentleness and and sometimes curiosity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I would say that self-compassion is probably one of the most, to me, like intriguing parts of my own personal development journey. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, we have this innate curiosity about developing ourselves, right? There's such a correlation between there growth is. and success and being seen in business and our comfort level with being who we are. Yes. But I would say because I've always had a much more masculine 
not so much I had a more masculine, but the masculine strategic side of my personality has always been almost the driving force or how I presented myself to the world uh, when I was in corporate. Mm-hmm. And I think self-compassion is something that, you know, through all my health struggles and surgery and all those, all those things, like my body is really, really trying to teach me to mm-hmm. get to that place, right? So I think that's why I'm so curious about you know, that topic, because it is part of my current self-exploration, if that makes sense. So, it does. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for that. There it's are no like, accidents there, of course. <laughs> ever. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, and something else, too, that you mentioned, I thought was really interesting is really the concept of finding those little clues in terms of looking at areas of life that are working really well and then really applying that to areas that we perceive as not so much. So I do exactly the same, but the opposite. I look at, you know, what is working well in your business and then we find the clues for your health. (laughs) Um, But for you, you're mentioning looking at other areas of life that are working well and finding clues for the business. So talk to me a little bit about that. Like how can somebody actually examine a parallel, you know, area of their lives and start finding those little, you know, golden nuggets? Yeah, yeah. Um, the the main principle that I use for this is called, I call it borrowing. Mm-hmm. So we can borrow from one area that's going well and apply it to another. And so if I if I'm working with an, a female entrepreneur, a business owner who really prides themselves as uh, about being a, a w- wonderful mother. They, they, they're a parent and they feel really good about their skills. They're prioritizing their family. They're, they've got all those plates spinning. They're present to their family. They're, they're doing all that they can to keep the household running, but their business, they feel like they just don't have the time. They don't have the energy. They aren't prioritizing. They feel like they're failing their business. Right. What we would do in that circumstance is we would go through the process of listing all of those positive strengths and skills and apply them or borrow them towards the business. Mm. So if you can prioritize for your family, you can prioritize for your business. Mm-hmm. If you can prioritize for the, the or, or multitask for your family, then you can multitask in the business mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And if you can create time and space and feel confident as a parent, you can do so in the business as well. And so we start sliding over what's working in the, the, the world of parenting into the world of business, little steps at a time, because again, we are one whole person having many experiences. The business yeah. isn't separate from life. It's not separate from finances. It's not separate from family. It's, it, it's all intertwined into yeah. one particular experience you're having as a human being. And so you are good at these things. It's, yeah. it's, I don't know who's listening or who it's going to serve. You are good at these things because there are ways and, and areas of your life that you are already successful. And so therefore you are already successful at business too. Uh, all the work comes from interrupting those thoughts and actions and behaviors and emotions that tell mm-hmm. us otherwise, which can be very yeah. pervasive and sticky <laughs> and irritating and annoying sometimes. But really, it's just that reprogramming of what's working from one place and applying it elsewhere. Yeah. And I think, too, something that you mentioned earlier is all about expectations, right? Um, I think it is such it's probably the number one way to be disappointed in life is to have expectations about things being a very specific way, Mm -hmm. as opposed to being more open to being surprised by life. What is the best perfect next step for you, which is a harder place to live from because it takes a lot of trust, right? And it takes a lot of going with the flow. And some people don't like the the uncertainty that that causes. But anyways, 
But something that I said that really comes to my mind, like I have a true belief that I, you know, I think every cell in my being, hopefully, <laughs> has been sharing this over and over again, but uh, believes this, that nothing is ever missing in life. And that goes for skills as well. But for some of us, it comes in different forms, right? So very much like what you said, that I've worked with women that would come in and say that they're not good at public speaking, like when I was more in my corporate years. And I, but they were very eloquent moms, you know, they were leaders in their household. And it's like, well, that is very much what you said. It's like, you already have that skill, but you're applying in a different context because that is what is important to you right now, right? And it's back to that cookie cutter thing that when we try to change the shape of a cookie to fit somebody else's expectation <laughs> of success, it is so hard because we're trying to change our blueprint, which is unique to us, right? So I love what you said from the business perspective and the borrowing is so empowering because that in my understanding of hearing what you said, if you're borrowing from yourself, you already have it. You know, yes. you're not lacking, you're not missing anything, right? It's just Absolutely. applying that skill in a different context, which I think yeah. is easier to do than I have to go out and learn or acquire a skill that I never had in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Again, you are already whole. Yeah, exactly. That you already have the skill. It's already present inside of you. It's just applying it. I love that you said in a different context. Mm -hmm. That's beautifully said. Yeah, which brings me perfectly to the next question, which I really wanted to hear your thoughts on the acceptance of the wholeness, because I think that is really what the work is. Like we're all whole already, right? But it is maybe the perception of separation, perception of lack, or understanding that we have to fix this first, then we're going to be whole. So how mm -hmm. can somebody really start to overcome that in a very like cellular level of changing their beliefs of accepting they're already, that they are already whole? Mm -hmm. it, it depends on the context of what's interrupted that. Mm -hmm from whatever time frame, um, whether that be a trauma from business, whether that be a trauma from life, whether that be um, just a, a female conditioning or corporate conditioning or anything mm -hmm. that happened in the past. There's lots and lots and lots of different ways to do that, but I can give you a couple thoughts on it. Sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the ones that we've already talked about today is that self-compassion piece mm -hmm. Yeah. and really just practicing reminding ourselves and being kind to ourselves internally is a part of the reprogramming of the brain. The, the good news about this brain that is, is telling itself that it is not whole is that it, it has the equal ability to reprogram itself and tell itself something different. Yeah. And so part of the work that we wanna do is begin offering the brain new thoughts and new feelings around this. It's a, the, the reframing work, the recontextualization work. It's offering new neurons and synapses the opportunity to fire together and wire together so that you're instead of uh, your brain immediately going to something didn't go the way that I wanted it to. I'm not good. I'm not good enough. I, I am not enough. It has the opportunity to interrupt those old patterns and replace it with some new ones. So there's the, the practicing over and over again through tools like affirmation. Mm hmm. Just yeah. even taking a second to breathe and tell yourself that you are whole. I accept that I am whole. I am working on becoming the greatest expression of who I am. So affirming that in I am statements is another great way to do that as well. Having gratitude for your wholeness, just mm -hmm. to celebrate that 
you uh, you have everything that you already need instead of like looking around and finding where to where to go to get it. You already have it right here and right now, yeah. and that's cause for celebration. So up leveling the emotional state is a phenomenal way to change the brain and the body too. To be able to get to a higher vibe state, literally in a feeling state, in an emotional state, can really make differences in the body and the mind and the business and the finances. And so practicing high vibration emotional states is another great way to do that as well. Mm-hmm. And so getting up, dancing, shaking, moving, um, finding something to laugh with or laugh at or mm-hmm. getting some fresh air, uh, getting some, getting your toes in the ground and getting out in sunshine and nature, all these things can interrupt those old patterns and offering your brain, your body, something different, um, like I am whole, that will start to create a major difference in your experience. Yeah, that's wonderful. What comes to my mind as you're saying that is very much the importance of frame, right? And I always like a bit of like a business example to explain what I mean. But say somebody comes in, never mad the guy and or girl, let's just say girl, <laughs> and then she gives you business advice, right? And even in your context, like you are an expert in that field and we may hear and discard it. And then we hear, oh, that person is you know, the creator of Spanx and she's a billion dollar founder, but maybe you didn't know that that's what spoke. And then we're going to now hear the same information with such a different frame because now the person's a position of authority, right? So whatever she said, we're going to probably believe. And I use examples like that to show women that the moment you switch the frame of the authority of who the voice is speaking to you, you can change something that you made it disregarded completely. And now it's something that you fully believe in. All the only difference in the two scenarios is the frame of the authority, right? And I think the frame and the choice Mm -hmm. choose the frame. That's the other piece, too, is that that active choice to lean into a different frame. Yes. And I think women put the the negative voice as such an authority for themselves. So it's almost like they're pre choosing the negative frame because that's what they put it in a pedestal that. If it's not perfect, if it's not right. And I think it's like when you talk about compassion, what comes to my mind is almost like now having the second authority, the compassionate authority that we can make the frame. Because when we look through that compassionate eyes to ourselves, it is very difficult to believe the advice of the negative voice, right? Because it comes from such a more loving and more wholesome place that what you said and I like to sometimes make those voices feel like outside of myself, not part of myself. So I can actually almost like, I don't know, personify, if that makes sense. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. put it as, you know, outside so I can see, oh, I can choose, like you said, who I listen to, right? Even yeah, though some they're people all will even name them, right? <laughs> yeah. I actually have named mine. So in my there work, you go. I, I like my, the purple minion that kind of speaks to me. <laughs> and then I just have like the jello shots or whatever, just to kind of neutralize it. But <laughs> so, yeah, so naming them also helps. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a very real thing. Yeah. That if you, if you name your lowers, and your higher self and you give yourself those choices you can put those those two pe- people or things in front of you and say like which one am I going to choose right now yeah. it, it, I think it's empowering when we think about it in choice yeah even if you choose the negative because at least you are choosing it yeah because if it's just happening to you or you're just a vic- victim of circumstance it's very disempowering oh absolutely take the power back and say like no I'm choosing to feel this way right now doesn't mean I need to choose this, that I'm feeling this way forever mm-hmm. or choose that I'm behaving this way forever. But for right now, I am making 
making this choice and I know what I'm doing and I know what her name is. (laughs) I know I can also lean into a different expression that's equally available to me when I'm ready. Yes, absolutely. And something that is sad that it's actually like a tattoo that I have everywhere and I'm posted notes in my body that I love is everything passes, outlasts the temporary, right? And I think that's true for choices as well. Like you said, like just by making a choice now, even if it's a little uncomfortable or within our comfort zone or choosing not to choose anything, all those things are not permanent, right? And I think for me, at least, it gives me such permission to be more curious to experiment because it's not like this do or die, whatever you choose now is going to dictate the rest of your life. Like, yeah. I think having that flexibility in our choosing is also valuable, mm-hmm. knowing that you can always change your mind, right? Yeah, yeah, that is that is also empowering, right? There's always another choice you can make after you make a choice every single time. Every Nothing single time. Set in stone. Yes. Yes. And I think for business owners, a lot of times, especially, you know, those of us that are putting our message out there and not so much in my space, but for others, for example, in my realm of expertise that are vegans or ketogenic coaches, and then they, for some reason, their health has changed and they have to shift directions. I know it can be very almost like imprisoning to have such clear boundaries of this is what I believe in. This is what I don't when you actually change your mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have recently, as in the last year myself gone through the process, I decided for my own reasons to release alcohol from my life. Right. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that glass of wine late at night to relax and all of those things. And that was sort of where I was as well. Uh, corporate was really when alcohol became a more common part of my life, which wasn't before with all the traveling, with all the late nights and all those things. And when I made the decision last year to release it completely full in fullness, even through New Year's Eve and, you know, birthday celebrations and now, um, and my parents live in wine country. So you can imagine that, you know, wine cellars and things, it's normal part of weekends for my family and I'm the only one that doesn't drink anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things when I went to the process was very much truly choosing, and it sounds crazy, but it is a true choice coming from the place that I know I can always change my mind. So I just wanted to bring that up because yeah. a lot of times when we're making big decisions, health-wise, business-wise, right, the permanency, I think, is the scary part for people. <laughs> they were like, what if I change my mind and what happens? And my messaging out there. So I'm very clear when I talk about this that, if you want to release chocolate, if you want to, you know, change how you see something in your business, it, it doesn't have to be permanent, right? I think that freedom, we all need that. And it's, yes. I think, part of compassion as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it, it also speaks to, you were just describing a uh, part of your identity. And so it becomes identity work too. It's yes. the permanency in the identity, just like the food around, are you keto? Are you vegan? What are you? It's a it's a it's a question about who you are as a human being. And we mm-hmm. often embed these things as if they were permanent parts of our identity. Yes. And the reality is we can shift our identity too. We can yeah. grow and shift and change our minds around who we are as human beings. And we can create new names and labels for ourselves or throw them out completely. If we want. <laughs> yes. Uh, so it's yeah. yeah, it can become identity work as well in business. Um, same thing. I love that, that he brought that perspective. Thank you so much. That makes total sense. And I think it's a lot more about the congruency of being congruent with that blueprint of who we are 
and we're not tin cans. We don't need the labels, but I know we attach labels, right? It's just like very much commonly done. So I, I really love the perspective. Wow, this has been such an interesting conversation. It did go in different directions than what I was thinking at first, which is always a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, so any closing thoughts before you can tell our listeners where to find you? Any closing thoughts? Uh, well, it's, I agree that we had, uh, it was a great conversation to be having. And mm -hmm. I love that there are so many parallels to the world that you're in and the world that I am. And that really just speaks to the alignment that we have but also that that we are just one human being having many different yeah. experiences. So all of the things that you have and all of these beautiful podcast episodes that you have to <laughs> all of your listeners can be clues for that as well. That if you are a yeah. business owner who's who's chosen you as, as your, their teacher and they want to learn from you about their business too, you can apply all of these things that you've learned about your health. Yeah. I've had that experience in my own life as well. My health and my wellness is also an informant to my business and how I behave yeah. with consistency and showing up and self-awareness. All of these things apply to all of the different categories, although they are not categories <laughs> yeah. of, our, of our life and our experience. And so, yeah, I think that this this was an awesome conversation. So much fun. I'm so grateful that you, you had me here today. Absolutely. Um, where you can find me. So I am on uh, my, my website. I'll, I guess I'll spell my name because uh, Rayanne Lacatina is not super easy to spell. <laughs> that. So my name is Rayanne, R-A-E-A-N-N-E, Lacatina, L-A-C-A-T-E-N-A. -E -E so it's RayanneLacatina.com or I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram if you'd like to find me. And right now I'm serving all different types of business owners, chiropractors, professionals, financial advisors, but also best-selling authors and actors and um, uh, brick and mortar restaurateurs. So all different types of business owners, both female and male, but I do have a mastermind for female experienced entrepreneurs. And so if, if someone's feeling called to work with me as well, I'd be honored for you to reach out and connect. Wonderful. And I'll make sure to put all the links below in the show notes as well. So, you know, for people that just want to click on the link, it's going to be just below uh, in the episode's show notes. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Rian, for your time, this beautiful conversation. I did know at the beginning it would be magical and it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the alignment is really a beautiful way for us to just like co-create, right? Something coming from different perspectives, but really meeting in the middle, which is the you, the person, the female listening to the show. And really, hopefully this broadens your perspective of how to look at your other aspects of your life from a really whole perspective. So thank you so much for your time and expertise today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy, and until next time. <laughs>